Listen, you can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Thursday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Darren and Justin here with you. Yes, sir. For the next two hours, we're live at Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. You can also watch us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We're both wearing blue. We are. We're both McFarlands, and we're both wearing blue. I don't know what that means. But I don't no, either. I, I don't either. But sure. We didn't talk about it. We did not. This was not planned. The only thing I can say is it's not the same shirt I was wearing yesterday. As I can say the same thing. So, you know, that was the main goal. Is not to have my wife be totally ashamed of me and for it not to be the same shirt as yesterday. So I think I accomplished, I know I accomplished, number one, not having the same shirt on. My wife not being ashamed, uh-huh. I don't know. She typically likes things with more pizzazz than this. More pizzazz. Yeah, it's a little plain. Like what, glitter? I, no, 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 come on now. Come what? On. Just maybe some stripes or something. Some you know, stripes. Some, some checkers, you know, some, something. Checkers. Something. Okay, a little bit louder. This, no, just, you Is know. That, that's just too Something plain. more interesting. More interesting. You hmm. know, and so I, that wasn't ready and available, this was. I, and was I don't clean. really ever see you come in bedazzled. Well, it's not bedazzled, no, because oh, okay. that's something very different. That's so, something very different. Yeah, we're not doing the bedazzled look. That's okay. not for me. Now, if you want to do bedazzled in your time, that's that's fine. That's fine with me. But just I'm not doing that. Do I come off as a bedazzled no, type no, of guy? You no, think? No. Yeah. No. But you know that probably not. Listen, everybody's got a style yeah. that is great for them, that works for them. I used to work with a gentleman named AJ Hilton, uh, who was fantastic. He's moved on to Minnesota, but AJ would wear things on television that I would not wear. Because that's just not my style. It was his. And so the things he would wear, I, I would not, and I wore some stuff that he probably wouldn't be, wouldn't be caught in. What is the pipeline exactly from Fox Seventeen to Minnesota? I mean, what's well, the pipeline? Well, there seems to be a lot of the, there Fox is, Seventeen personalities the, going to Minnesota. We did have a few people go up that direction. I'm not sure if there's a pipeline other than maybe it is that people are so hot down here they're ready to be cold. I was going to say, do you not have AC at Fox Seventeen? We are they do. running to the north to get? To cool down uh, in Minnesota? Well, I can say with confidence that A.J. was from that area. Okay. A.J. went to the University of Minnesota. He's a proud Golden Gopher. Well, Tatum Everett, was she? she I don't was... know anything about Tatum's connection to Minnesota okay. at all. I well, don't. She's, she's the Viking sideline reporter. I see that. But, you know, if she had a connection to Minnesota prior to that, I, I have no knowledge of it. So you're unaware that she was burning up, like always blazing hot down here at Fox 17. The A.C. was never working in you, you cannot confirm that she went to Minnesota to cool down. I cannot confirm that. Okay. I don't think that she did that. I think she went because an NFL team called her to go. Okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another option, I think, too. I think, I think that's the real reason why is because the National Football League called, and they probably had some more money in their budget than, yeah. than Fox yeah. 17 at the time. So, 
uh, she made a business decision, is my guess. But I have not talked to Tatum about that. That seems logical. It yes. really does. Yes. Uh, Steve Lehman from News Channel 5, where we're talking about TV stations, he will join us here coming up in less than 10 minutes. We'll talk about all the Titans cuts. By the way, Titans, very boring today. No cuts, no nothing. <laughs> what it was Ran and Mike exhausted after yesterday they both took today off i think they were giving everybody a chance to recover is today a day off at the titans facility yeah i assure you not not with everything that's coming up here for them uh the the combine next week and i think there's some uh an, an hbcu uh legacy bowl or something happening this weekend so no the scouts are busy i'm sure so what no, I was just, I was thinking of. <laughs> did you see Alex Doherty's t- tweet yesterday? <laughs> no, no, I haven't seen the tweet. No, from Alex. No, I missed that. Uh, yeah. Okay. It made me spit my drink out. Okay. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it, so I'll, I'll check was that talk- out. It was in reference to Rand Carthon being at the Preds game, and then what happened yesterday. Ah. Uh, okay. So he, okay. By the way, Robert Woods tweeted, "He's free." I saw that. Yeah. He's free. You know that's interesting. What is he free from? Does that mean he's free? Like whoever signs him, he's free this year? Or no, no, that's not his asking price. I don't right? think that's what it is. No? I, I think he's free from the uh, contract and situation that he was in here. So you know, what, whatever that means and whatever that means for his future, we I, I hope and wish the best for him. So you think it's because he's free of his contract? Yes. 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 You, you don't think it was because he's he's out of this system? You don't think? Yeah, well, you know, out of the practice. Is and, that typical when guys or, get cut? You know, they're like, free? I'm free of my contract? Some do. You know, it's just, is that a good it, thing? It's just no. Typically, it's not a good, good thing. thing. <laughs> but, you know, apparently they ain't think very good of him either. That's why he wasn't. That's why he's not here anymore. Well, I know. I just, I've missed all the free tweets, meaning I'm free of my contract. I, I mean. That's typically not a good thing. He's confident he'll get another. So I, I, did, I just wasn't sure if he was telling everybody, that's his new price, his new price tag, or it was more he was happy to be out of this this system. I'm confident it's not about a price tag. He's going to want to, you know, some money for his services next year. I think that's what's been the stinging thing about AJ Brown, right? Because you think about this franchise has been here almost 25 years and it's really been void of wide receiver talent. It has not exactly set the the NFL world on fire when it's, it comes to you know, one wide receiver after another lining up for their coat in Canton. It's it's Derek Mason, and then it's a pause <laughs> and a gap waiting. There's there's waiting. a gap, and then who's, who's honestly okay? So I guess AJ has to be in the discussion, right? AJ would have so to be. So AJ well, first, is first and foremost. It's Derek Mason. Number one for me, yeah, period. Of okay, course. you know, just this is not even up for discussion. And then AJ Brown, and then again, pause, and then who? Drew Bennett. Yes, yeah. Then it would be Drew Bennett shortly after. And that. there are a lot of people in this town right now are listening to this, going, "Who? Who's Drew Bennett? Who? And Drew you know, Bennett? That's who? that's understandable. Number number eighty three. Maybe going who? Yeah, I yeah, know. I know Devlin doesn't yeah, know who Drew Bennett. I mean, Drew Bennett. Yeah, I that's deep know. in the Titans roster at you that point. Just, yeah. yeah, who are you talking about? I mean, Third best? I don't think he knows who Derek Mason is. <laughs> and, you know, so and, you know Derek. I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it happens. <laughs> 
Why am I getting saluted? Well, I'm he was it, he was in his division. I thought maybe you would know Derek Mason. I don't because know. I'm asking. He left him. here you know, to go okay. to. He's a he's a Bengals fan. So he, stop, listen, you ain't got to know. It's not a requirement. I was gonna say he's over here. You don't know who this is. He's dumb. He doesn't know who that is. Who's saying that? <laughs> oh, I'm, <messing>, <laughs> I'm not saying. Put me on the spot over here. Clay, call in. What do you think about this? I'm not Clay, saying your that thoughts. At all. <laughs> no one said anything like that. No one said anything like that. I would not do that. It's just. I have uh, no idea. Man, this first saying. segment got a little bit off the rails. Didn't I don't it? know. It's just. <laughs> is this what we're in for today? Yeah, yeah. It, this is your fault <laughs> it is. because you just jumped off. <laughs> Normally, you get on the air, you go through a rundown of stuff. And you tell the people about the guest, and we get a chance to log in and do whatever we're going to do. And you decide just to get up here and just run on here with all of the random talk about everything else and giving us Titans quizzes here at the top of the, at the, top of the 2 o'clock hour. Well, who do you think? That, next thing, you want to you talk about Titans next? So, okay, we're going with Frank, Frank Wycheck, and then Delaney Walker. Yeah, oh. Definitely, you know who those people are? I mean, is that what you want to do here? Well, I don't think we have time to go <laughs> no, through the No, I don't think we've got time to go to the Titans. Because, by the way, that list is a lot longer than receivers. Yeah, okay, yeah. They've been much better at the tight end go position with, you know, than wide receivers. We go with Frank Wycheck, then we go with, uh, with Delaney Walker, then we those, go with Aaron. And those two, by the way, are – one and two. They are there is not a huge pause. Like I think it's legitimate one then two. Well, Frank was here much longer with a lot more uh, production. Yeah, you well, know, but Delaney yeah. was pretty Del- Delaney Wait a was minute. very Delaney productive. was more productive than any tight end that's ever been here. Well there's never been a tight end catch a hundred balls. Delaney in doesn't a have season. Delaney doesn't have five hundred catches though. Frank does. Yes, yes, because he was here longer. Yeah, th- that's what and I'm he saying. Was the leading, that's, that's he was the I leading said. target. Yes, that's what I said. So, yes. Well, so was Delaney. Yeah, he was but, the leading target. Yeah, under under a different circumstance. You know, his leading target years didn't result in a Super Bowl berth. Frank's did. And so, you know, that's 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 what happened there. But then do you go from that to, like, Aaron Kenny and, you know, who who's very good. And No, you're not an Aaron Kenny. No, no respect for Aaron Kenny. I did. Did I say something? No, you got a you got a look I on your just, face like I'm, eh, I'm thinking. This, I'm like, thinking. You know, he was I. Is, is he still a firefighter here? No, no. Is no he, he's he moved, moved to on. South Carolina. Yeah, he's moved on right? somewhere else. Yes, that was, I think that was the last I heard. South Carolina. I'm not sure exactly where he went. I know he was in. He was the fire chief in Mount Juliet for I was a little while. He was in Mount Juliet. Yes, fire chief out there, and then he left. Okay, and think, I'm not sure. He, I'm not sure where he went though. I think it was South Carolina. I think. Um, Cook, Cookie. What about Cookie? Cookie. Jared Cook was, well, first of all, I think he had his most productive years away from the Titans. Well, yes. You know, and well, he played with for the a Rams lot, and with the Packers. Time. Yeah. He played, for, he played a lot longer than the people I around here never, thought. Oh, look, put me in he that. he was going to. <laughs> and I loved, I got to know Jared Cook. Yeah, I, I did, and I did really some, he liked did some, him. He did radio shows here. He, and he, he was a very nice guy. Yeah. He did charitable things. He's out in the community. In fact, he did. I coached a charity basketball tournament that Brian Penny Collins was putting on at Belmont. Yeah, back in the day, and Jared was one of the Jared Cook was one of the players, and but no, I even put me in that category. I never thought. He would play as long as he did. Is he still playing? He may still be playing. I don't know. He might be, but I don't know. It's you know, it's. I think he did become much more productive away from. He here. was much more productive away from the Titans than he was with the Titans. I think. I think yeah. the Titans gave up on him pretty early. Jared Cook, right? Yeah. yeah. Not officially retired. He's a free agent. Did he play this past season? Let me look that up. Yeah, I I think he did. 
It wouldn't but this may me. be – I mean, honestly, how long has he been in the league? Well, now, 14, 14, 14 years? 15 years now. Yeah, right. If we're going that, you know. 2009 draft, I believe. <clears throat> 2009 draft? So here we are in 23, yeah. yeah that makes sense. Right. That makes right. sense. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. So, you know, trying to figure out if he played last season. but I, I think he did. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I'm he's not seeing it right now, but I'm pretty sure he played for the Chargers last season, <clears throat> did he not? I thought so. Yeah. Not sure. Anyway, we'll come back. Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. We'll talk yeah, about the cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, we'll ask, I mean, Steve knows that Steve has an opinion on all of his questions, I'm sure. No doubt about it. We'll uh, continue the discussion on the other side as you listen to The McFarland Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. 
This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The word that was used the most, guys, was collaboration. Carthon said it, Vrabel said it, Amy said it, and so... You think they had, like, little cheat cards I think so, right yeah. in front of them? Look, I'm not here to shake things up. I'm here to learn how the system works, add what I can add. I want to help Mike. I want to build a team so that Mike can coach it so that we can win. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. All right, Titans took the day off. Not working today. Maybe at the pool. It's so nice outside. It is beautiful. And I know people are saying, well, the pools aren't open yet. Well, if you got one in your backyard, they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure the Titans have a pool, don't they? Indoors, I'm sure. Yeah. Got something. So they took today off. No cuts, but we're still going to talk about them. Steve Lehman, News Channel 5, now joins us. Steve, what's going on? Uh, not much, guys. It is beautiful outside, and I, in fact, did just leave the pool to join you. So, Oh, uh, wow. Thanks, there we go. For, thanks for that. <laughs> Steve, you, yeah, you're on the rooftop, the way, right, Steve? You got we, one of those rooftop pools that oversees the city at the condos down there in the Gulch, right? like the seventh floor (laughs) well we do appreciate you uh toweling off and giving us a couple minutes seventh floor absolutely anything for you guys so yesterday a lot of house cleaning moves i don't no big surprises although i will say this and i said this yesterday and i just want to get the gauge from you the only one that surprised me and maybe maybe i'm the one that should have known this i don't know I didn't know Randy Bullock was was going to be a cut. I mean, the other three, yeah, not surprised at all. In fact, everybody was expecting it. It was not if, it was when. But were you surprised by Randy Bullock or no? I guess not really, just because here's my thought with Randy Bullock. While he was good and consistent for the Titans, he doesn't have the biggest leg in the NFL. I think every Titans fan out there felt pretty good up to about 45 yards. And then anything beyond that was like, okay, we'll see what happens here. And if you get much beyond 50, I think you really add your doubts. And so if you think about that in the terms of an NFL kicker, I think there's another guy you can get out there in the draft or even undrafted free agency. Heck, Caleb Shudak, who was on the roster last year and then got hurt at the beginning of the season, and so we never really saw him, he's got a monster leg. So maybe they feel good about him and you wouldn't have to pay him $2 million. So for a team that could save every dollar possible to try to go reform this roster in the offseason, it made sense to me for that reason. Don't they need to stay away from guys who get hurt? <laughs> Just for that alone, mm-hmm. I think they should not talk to Caleb. Like, you've already <laughs> been hurt too much, and you've never even kicked in the league. Like, we can't talk to you. Yeah, no, that's true, and I think that goes for every position out there. Right. Maybe easier said than done, and maybe it's something that the Titans do. I know Mike Vrabel doesn't want to hear that at all and doesn't want to think about that, but that is something that Rand Carthon in particular has to come in and look at the way things are being done inside that building because you look at it over the last two seasons, the Titans have had more games missed due to injury and have had to use more players than any other team in the National Football League. One year I think you can chalk up to bad luck. Back-to-back years, 
I think you really have to take a good, long, hard look at how you're doing things and wondering if that is part of the problem. Rand Carthon coming in from the outside, I, I think he's got some fresh eyes on it. I don't know if he'll see something that needs to drastically be overhauled, but that's something he's definitely got to be considering. Taylor Lewan and Zach Cunningham were tagged with the failed physical. What, what, what does that exactly mean? I mean, I know what it means, but there's a reason why the team, you know, set it, why it's put out there that way. What, how does that work? Do you know? Not really. I think it has something to do with what the player can claim okay. post being released. Like, like getting extra so I, money, maybe? Yeah, I think so. But I, I'm sorry, I don't have the full rule yeah, in no, front of me fine. on that. But, but I think it's more of a it's sort of more of a technicality about what the player does in their next step. And so I, I don't think it has a huge bearing on the reasons why it happened, but I, I do think it may be telling that when you look at Lawan, if you thought, okay, he got hurt at the beginning of the season, where are we going with that? Is he back? Is he ready? Can he actually play in the NFL next year? I think that's interesting. And then obviously the Cunningham elbow injury, I think was maybe, well, we knew it was severe at the time, but, you know, it may be a bigger factor for his future than one might have thought. Yeah, it may, right? It may end his career. I don't know. I mean, what was it? A dislocated elbow, right? Yeah, yeah that's yep. that's no good. No good. Somebody's had a dislocation. It's bad. Not good. Um, yeah, wherever it is, it's bad. Yep, it's bad. Uh, Robert Woods tweeted out, "He's free." Now we had uh, we were trying to come up with our interpretations in the first segment of the show today. What does that mean? Does that mean the next team? His price tag is he's free. Does it mean he's free of the Titans' offense? Does it mean that he is free of now a contract with the Titans? What uh, category do you think Robert Woods was trying to express when he said he was free yesterday? My guess is it's a reflection of buyer's remorse, Darren, that when he came back last year coming off the ACL injury, I think perhaps the Titans were – the best bidder or the highest suitor for him at the time with all the question marks out there. But when he actually got here, his role, I don't think was what he imagined it to be. This was not an offense that could really pass. He ended up being the leading receiver for the season, though that's hardly patting him on the back because I think it was 52 catches for 530 yards or something like that. But I think he just looked at it and it didn't turn out to be the role that he envisioned when he signed the contract. Now, to his credit, he still went out there every weekend, and he blocked his tail off in the running game, and he's not exactly a huge, physically imposing wide receiver. So I think he bought into what the Titans were doing. He didn't you know, sell out or, or give up on the season last year, but I don't think it's what he envisioned. And He said the right things at the end of the year, but when the Titans cut him because of the $11 million cap hit for next season, I think he views it as a chance to go someplace else that maybe fits his skill set better. Yeah, people forget John Robinson traded for Robert Woods. He was not a free agent. They traded for him. Yeah, that's right. E. E. Yikes. Ugh. Anyway, uh, Raw Room. Did you get a chance to listen to Darren Bates? I think Jalen Collins is the the other guy on there. But, of course, A.J. Brown was their guest. I I thought he said a lot of – interesting things what what um how did you what did you come away with when you listened well my biggest struggle was if i wanted to play some part of this 
how many bleeps do I need to get this on the yeah, air? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we we face the same problem. Yep. Raw room is an accurate description of what the conversation <laughs> is like there. But look, I think AJ said what a lot of us wondered, and that's basically that he didn't seemingly have a very good relationship with John Robinson. He was very complimentary of his relationship with Mike Vrabel, and if if there was any regret in his voice, I think it's how he handled Vrabel in a lot of those situations. I mean, he, he cut off the team from conversation, and that included Mike Vrabel. And I think there there maybe could have been a gap bridge there had he kept up in conversation with the head coach. And so I think there may have been a tinge of regret there. Obviously, he's enjoyed his time in Philadelphia. But the big thing is, at least from AJ's side of things, he thought he got lowballed. He thought the Titans weren't coming to where they wanted. His agent went real high, as he said, you know, ridiculously high even. But that's how negotiations start. and You've got to find a way to come to an agreement somewhere in the middle. And that's the thing I still go back to, guys, is I don't understand how both sides got their feelings so hurt in this situation. A.J. loved playing in Tennessee. He admitted on the, on mm-hmm. the podcast that he, did. he wished he could have stayed in Tennessee initially. For his kid. Yeah, exactly. Especially. The Titans loved A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. So why in the world, even if you started at $16 plus incentives and the other side's at $27 how come there was never like another round of negotiations? It seems like they just went there, neither one of them moved within like a week, and then they stopped returning each other's text messages like this was like a bad hinge date or something like that. Well, that's what stood and, out to me, Steve. That's that's That was my interpretation. I, I think you're bringing up a really good point. We're talking with Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. I thought when he talked about his agent telling him to shut down communication with the Titans, my guess is they soured upon it. Even Mike Vrabel. I mean, it's one thing – one, I didn't even know general managers did that, honestly. I thought they dealt with the agent. Usually all the conversations I have, general managers, they don't do a lot of talking to, you know, the player. Uh they won't you know, they go through their representation. But anyway, it's one thing to shut down communications with the GM, but he shut out Mike Rebel. He shut down all communication with the Titans and maybe they didn't know how to handle that. Maybe they were just like well, he doesn't want to be here. If he don't want, to, if he doesn't even want to talk to us, then I guess he doesn't want to be here. So what are we doing? That's just again me trying to read the room. Yeah, and I think you're right. And there's no question that AJ, who'd never been through this before, followed his agent. And guess what? His agent got him money. So if the goal is to just get the highest dollar, his agent might have been right. If his goal was to conduct the best business and you know treat the people who treated you well at the beginning of your career who gave you a chance by drafting you when AJ kind of slid down the draft board if we're being honest if your goal is to do that he probably didn't do him very well and this is all revisionist history and AJ yeah. just played in the Super Bowl and his life looks great in Philadelphia now but I think that's the bottom line here is this could have ended very differently had AJ handled it a little bit more on his own and not let his agent talk him into doing everything. And it maybe could have been handled differently if the Titans had a little bit more patience for what was going on as well. But, you know, that's all water under the bridge. But it was very candid conversation from A.J. Brown about his last couple of weeks in Tennessee. It is, Steve. But you know what? It does have an historical factor on this market. that We will forever be talking about this. I, I know for people like, just move on. No, no. 
No, we're not. As long as AJ Brown keeps bringing up this stuff, and think about it, they collapsed. The team he went to went to the Super Bowl. The general manager got fired, and it was right after the Philadelphia game. Look, it has historical significance in this market. Ten years from now, we we have you know we always do the you know this moment. What was this? The AJ Brown trade meal. Like everybody's gonna go. Oh yeah, yeah, that was right. It is something yep. like it's not going to just it, now that it's over. Like people are like, ah, just move on. No, like this is and AJ's not going to move on. He hasn't moved on from it. He's still talking about it. So I, I do think it was interesting. I want to go back real quick. The agent thing. I think you said something that I completely agree with, and I thought of too. I don't think his agent was really looking out for what was best for AJ. I think his agent knew what Philadelphia – he had had those talks. He knew where they were going, and I think he just wanted to – he knew he couldn't get that deal here, so he's like, I need to push this to Philadelphia. Because agents typically are always just looking for the biggest deal. That's what they care about. Yeah, no, you, you said two things there that I want to hit on. Number one, from the agent perspective, you're exactly right. He wanted the most money for his client. But is that always the best thing? For me – when I looked for an agent, I, I basically had two choices. I had one guy who was known for beating down every door and getting the most dollar out of every negotiation he was ever in. And then I had another group of guys who I trusted to represent me in the best way possible in the room. And I ultimately went with the second team because I always wanted to feel like if I had someone representing me, I, I wanted to feel like they could talk to my mom or anyone else and I would feel comfortable of that being my representation. And so that's what you always have to choose. And it feels like in this case, A.J. Brown got a money-hungry agent that was solely looking out for him. And, well, actually, not just him, but he was also representing Debo Samuel and a couple other wide receivers in the pool. And so he was trying to drive it up, not just for A.J., but for other guys at the same time. And that's the other thing you have to be careful there. But the second point you made, Darren, about talking about this forever, as as long as A.J. Brown's playing, we're still going to be talking when he's performing in other places or he's advancing in the playoffs and the Titans are not, we're going to continue to talk about this. And this is going to go down as one of the worst trades, not just in Titans history, but in NFL history. Because if A.J. Brown was on this team this last year, the Titans win the division and they're back in the playoffs. John Robinson is still the general manager. Rand Carthon isn't here right now. and We're not talking about a complete rebuild or a retool or whatever word you want to use for what the Titans are going in now after their first losing season in seven years and trying to figure out what the next phase of this franchise is without A.J. Brown. But that didn't happen. And now the Eagles are a Super Bowl contender with A.J. and the Titans are trying to figure things out. And that will never be erased. That will always be the fact of that trade, and it will never be lived down around here. So, the other side of this coin is um, one John Robinson, who, Steve, you know, has not said anything publicly about any of this, even though he is free to do so. Uh, Do you think John Robinson will ever give his side of the story as far as what happened in this? Probably not publicly, no, Justin. I I don't think that will happen, because at this point it probably doesn't do him a whole lot of good and look john robinson's overall body of work is that of a general manager who deserves another shot in this league i mean he took a franchise that was at the depths it was as low as you could get back-to-back seasons as the worst team in the league you know so think of the houston texans right now or something Mm -hmm. like that and then he promptly had them have a winning season in year one 
followed by five more winning seasons. And they were on their way to what looked like another one when he was fired. That, that's the body of work of a general manager who knows how to build something. Now, that's not to say he was perfect. I think we can all agree that the drafting really dropped off. There were some Ooh, big misses in free agency. And obviously, we just said that that was one of the worst trades in NFL history. But no GM's going to bat 1,000. And the overall body of work for John Robinson is that of a guy that, if he wants it, should have another opportunity in this league to work very high up in player personnel and, and potentially be another GM at some point in time. And so for that reason, I don't think he's likely to bring back up this trade to try to do it. Because frankly, at the end of the day, it's not really defensible. Whatever the story was, whatever the reason was, at the end of the day, getting a third and a first-round pick for A.J. Brown is not a defensible trade. And so I assume he's just going to kind of let it go. We'll see what happens. He's getting paid here for quite some time. Mm -hmm. I know his family likes this area, so I don't even know if he wants to get back into football immediately. Yeah. But and my guess is he's just going to be quiet for a while and see what happens. Still a young man at that. Uh, you know, plenty of time uh, for, for a career. Um, so speaking of uh, John Robinson and things he did while he was here, uh, there's still a couple of loose ends, and that includes the one I'm looking for the most here is Bud Dupree. Uh, Bud Dupree so far has not uh, been released. I've read a couple of things that – uh, they could be waiting until after a certain date. June 1st. To get rid of Bud Dupree um, or, you know, a rework or whatever. So, you know, what what are you hearing or thinking about that? Is Bud Dupree as good as gone? I think the better's money should be on Bud Dupree getting released. I do think, though, that Bud Dupree, unlike basically everyone else we talked about, if healthy, provides a real game-changing upside for the Titans. So when we talk about those failed physicals and things like that, if you can wait, especially if you can wait till June with really no penalty and maybe even a benefit for the team, I, I would, you know, tap those tires a few times and figure out where he is with the hip injury, where he is physically at this point. And if you think he could potentially be a completely healthy guy by the time you roll around to mini camp next summer and then certainly training camp in the start of the season, because look, when Bud Dupree was right, and maybe the only time during his Titans time that he was truly right was December into January in that playoff game two years ago, if you get that guy opposite a healthy Harold Landry next year mm -hmm. with Jeff Simmons up front, I mean, that's a scary-looking defense. That's the defense we thought we were going to see going into this season. Now, that's a big if with his injury history, especially over the last couple of years here, but that would be the one thing that I would maybe hold out if I was Rand Carthon is to see what the progress looks like this spring and see if you have any belief that he can be that guy once again next fall. Last but not least for me, Steve, there's talk about the combine going away. What would the NFL do without the combine? Would they, you know, be okay? Obviously, the league would continue. I'm not saying the league would shut down because the combine disappears. But how much do you believe that would impact – how teams scout, how teams draft, you know, moves that happen. I think it would have a big impact, so I'm, I'm shocked by it. If anything, I would have thought before the story kind of leaked out there that there was a better chance they'd add a second combine than <laughs> take away the first <laughs> I'm one. I'm with you, yeah. I mean, offense and defense combine or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, the NFL is just such a big business that they're looking to have an event sort of every month of the year now. And the Combine is that event at the end of February and into early March where they just sort of take over the calendar. It's the most important time of the college basketball season, and yet the NFL is maybe the number one story that week because it's the NFL Combine. So 
it doesn't make sense from a business perspective to me, but also, guys, one of the things I look about when you want to talk about John Robinson's draft record, it really took a turn with COVID and those couple of years where the whole draft process wasn't what it normally is, where you don't see prospects in person, where you don't do campus visits, where you don't do very many, if, if any at all, in-person team facility visits, and you're just doing sort of Zoom interviews with guys. The Titans really whiffed on a lot of guys. I mean, they drafted Isaiah Wilson, who clearly did not like football at all there. And, you know, all they talk about is guys loving football and that being a goal for them. It made the process more difficult, for sure. And some teams handled it better than others. But that's just an example of what it's like when you take a part of the process away for these guys on such a high investment that they have to make into all of these guys that they would draft. I just can't see getting rid of that week in Indianapolis where they get such great access and get to see these guys up front and personal. Uh, end with this close win last night for Belmont. How's this thing shaping up for the end? Cause I know they're, they're at the end of their regular season. Yeah. What, what a game or two, say, right? Uh, one final game on Sunday okay. in the regular season at Northern Iowa. But let me just say what a special moment last night. And it maybe doesn't get talked about enough. Ben Shepard is one of the best college basketball players we've seen around here at any school in quite a little while. I mean, he is a terrific player. He ranks top. He, he is ranked in 19 different statistical categories in the Missouri Valley Conference. Second leading scorer in the league, leading rebounder on the team, top assist guy. I, I mean, every single thing, he does it. And he's also hit big shots all season long. I mean, a couple tying shots, game winner at Bradley as they snap the ball long winning streak there home court winning streak and then last night two free throws with two seconds left to cap a comeback from 19 points down heck of a senior night for him a, a great great memory no matter what happens the rest of the season but it looks like to, to your question darren belmont one game at northern iowa on sunday if they win they'll be no worse than fourth in the missouri valley conference tournament which gets you the bye into the quarterfinals on friday so that's important the highest they could finish is third, the lowest they could finish is fifth. But you want to get that by and make it so you only have to play three games to try to get the automatic bid. Hmm. It's going to be fun. It is that time of year. Steve, really appreciate it as always. You can commence pool time, and uh, we'll talk soon. <laughs> Guys, appreciate you. We'll talk soon. All right, Steve Lehman, News Channel 5. Good stuff from him. Wide open the rest of the hour, 615-844-5600 is how you can get in touch with us. At about 3.20 today, we'll head, we'll make our way to San Jose. We'll check in with Emma Lincoln, who is there with the Predators, uh, Preds and Sharks tonight. Late start. You need to take a nap. You're going to want to watch this one. Yeah. Because they, they don't drop the puck till 9.30 Central time. Ooh, okay. 9.30. Okay. So we'll do that at about 3.20. But your phone calls and more of the McFarland Show next. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. 
Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanofRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from Callaway. Featuring the Paradigm Woods and Irons. The Paradigm Woods are engineered with forged carbon to have unparalleled distance and forgiveness. The Irons feature a high-strength forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops. Unmatched expertise. Unmatched service. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, Sky Scan Forecast. For today, we'll have sunny skies with a high of 80. It'll be partly cloudy with a stray shower tonight, the low 44. Isolated shower to start Friday, otherwise mostly cloudy, cooler, high 58. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Every weekday afternoon, 2 to 4, live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio, it's the McFarlane Show. It's Darren. It's Justin. It's 50 years of Nashville Sports Radio coverage. A show that's genuine. It's real. It's fun. It's passionate. We welcome your phone calls, and we mean it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Thank you, big voice guy. Remember the Titans. Love it. It's appropriate. It is. We just talked Titans with Steve Lehman. Now we're going to talk with you. 615-844-5600 on this gorgeous gorgeous Thursday afternoon here in Middle Tennessee. Let's start things off with Doug. Doug, what's up? There was uh, the hatchet man coming. He came yesterday. And uh, I'm going to ask this question to the McFarlane's because I know they're very intelligent and it's past my thinking. But to me, there was only like, what, 20-something million or whatever freed up? Uh, No, it was close to 40 million. Close to forty million. I think it was forty eight million. Okay. Thirty eight million. 
Okay, so to me, and you guys know this better than me, this basically just freed up enough money for you to sign your incoming class. The hatchet man is just now sharpening his knife. I think he's got to come a little bit harder. Oh, I don't think the hatchet man's done. I don't think oh, he's he done at all. Done. Well, I know it just sounded good that that much money was freed up yesterday in just one little swoop, but I think that was just one stroke of the sickle. The hatchet man is... He's got it on wet rock right now. He's sharpening it up real nice. Well, one McFarlane with the blue shirt. One McFarlane with a blue shirt named Justin did bring Mm -hmm. up Bud Dupree Mm -hmm. in that interview. If they cut him today or any time before June first, they would save nine million. If they cut him after June first, they're gonna save over fifteen million. I suspect without a doubt. Doug, that's he's got enough time to sharpen sharpen things before June one because he'll probably get back to work after June 1. And, oh, by the way, if it depending on how you feel about this, on how much he should be, uh, you know, sharpening that blade. Tannehill, if you go after June 1, that's $27 million you save. But what about the big one that needs to be t- taken care of? Oh, wait a minute. Well, what's, the, what's the big one? Oh, oh, Big Jeff. Big Jeff. Oh yeah, he is. You got to satisfy that. You got you got to come through with a good, nice cut of money to satisfy Big Jeff. Oh yeah, he's got to eat, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got to eat. No, he's got to eat. He's not going anywhere. Been given the PR of the situation. Go ahead, Mister Doug. Yesterday's cut to me wasn't even enough to satisfy the bleeding. Yeah, yesterday was just an appetizer, probably. We all and nothing wrong with appetizers. I love appetizers when I go to the restaurant. But, yeah, but after the appetizer, what happens after that? You get a meal. You got to get to the meat. Yeah, you got to get a meal. Get to the meat. Yep. So, okay, who's going to be the first one served up as filet mignon? I'll hang up and listen. Okay, Doug, thank you. I I, I will stick with Bud Dupree. I, I just don't see I a scenario imagine. where he's back. Yeah. Right? It's, it, look, Steve brought up how impactful he was when he's on the field. I agree. The problem is he wasn't on the field much. No. And. I just don't think that contract was worthy of the production you get out of him. I just don't. No, no. He's not played up to the contract that he signed to and be Not here. even close, really. Um, and, you know, and that happened for a variety of reasons, whatever. But here we are. So, it's you know, it's probably behooves them to go ahead and move on. Now, here's the only thing about it, everybody. As they cut these folks, and it's good, and I know a lot of people, are, it feels good to let people go. But then you got to replace them. So I know some people feel like it's addition by subtraction, really, with some of these players. But the only thing I warned with Ryan Tannehill, if you cut Ryan Tannehill, listen, that's fine with me. Ain't my money. Well, you just got to have somebody. You just got to know where you're going at that point. But but think about it. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. By June 1, we will know. Yeah, you'll know. Because the draft is over. Draft is over. Free agency agency is over. over. Yeah. Right? For the most part, yeah. Like, if they – if for some reason, well, look, we don't know. We we're just learning Rand Carthon, right? We don't know. John Robinson came in here. If you remember, he got after it. All of a sudden, yeah, the Titans are trading for Demarco Murray. What? Yeah. Hey, this guy's got DGB gone. He's, yeah. He's in this trade. What? Boy. Yeah. Moving up in the draft. Rand may come in here and the next thing you know, Chicago's like, hey, we're trying to get out of this spot. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's Houston and Indy. And all of a sudden, here comes Rand Carthon, and he's like swooping in at number one. It depends on how ambitious he wants to be. And, and I'm um, not saying yeah. that's going to happen. I'm saying it could. Yeah. And then they draft whatever quarterback that they felt 
was worthy of trading up to one yeah. to get, and we all then will know, right? Yeah. It's this not be a secret or a sign like, and you know sign and trade or you know. Like, oh, they just drafted uh, C.J. Stroud. Okay, well yeah. we know Tannehill's not going to be here. Tannehill's not going to be here then, right? And are they going? Yeah, and here here's a real interesting one, Darren. This franchise has never since they've been here drafted a quarterback and almost started Marcus Mariota is the exception. Yes, they did with Marcus. But they've almost never signed, you know, drafted a quarterback and started him right away. They've typically had another, you know, another person in for him, you know, kind of bring him along. If they get a guy, do you sign him right away? Do you let him go in there and run the show? Or do you sign a veteran and string him along well, and then do that whole thing? I I don't think today today doesn't by the way, Vince played in week five. Week four. Week five. So he played yeah, the rest the, of the season. The Vince thing was oh, okay. Go I'm ahead. just saying they've they, well they drafted him three overall. Oh yeah, sure, Mar- sure, sure, Mariota sure. was two overall. Sure, Jake sure. Locker didn't. Remember they brought in Hasselback. Yes. So that's one that sat. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, and and now it's gotten worse today. Although not really because that was the old CBA where remember you got all that uh, guaranteed money, money yep. that they don't get today up front. So it's less. So you, if you wanted to be patient, you can be patient. Yeah. So I, I don't think one. You're not keeping Ryan. If you want to ease no, them in, no, 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 and it's no. not going to be with Ryan. Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill's not going to do the easy. Yeah. No. 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 Not at Ryan what, however many money else. that is. Yeah, no, 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 no. 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 So if you're planning on easing, which is still hard to do today, because the fan base they want to see what they got. Yeah. Right. They want. They want to see the high draft pick. Yeah. It's like what? What did we draft? Yeah. So it's really difficult today to just to like ease, you know, ease, especially the quarterback. Yeah. To ease him. Hey, let's give him a year. You know, people aren't interested in that. Because even like down in Atlanta, I think with Kenny Pickett, like they're right. I mean, they're probably going to be forced to to move unless they sign Derek Carr or I mean, if they trade for Derek Carr, or Aaron Rodgers, and Kenny Pick, Kenny Pickett's in Pittsburgh. No, not Kenny. Okay, not Kenny Pickett. Who was it? Uh, who's your boy in Cincinnati, Devlin? Well, isn't Kyle Trask the quarterback in, no. in, in Atlanta? No, no, that's Tampa. Who's oh, the, the cat down? Ritter. Ritter. Ah, Desmond Ritter. Desmond okay. Ritter. Okay. They're probably going to roll with him now. Yeah. I would think. Unless they get Derek Carr in yeah, or I would think so, too. All right, let's go to Eric. Eric, you're up next. Welcome in. Hey, guys. I know that a lot of people are wanting to see, you know, all the cuts made now and all that type of stuff, but I think the Titans basically waiting because of money. Because the th- main thing was they had to get under the cap by uh, March the 15th, which – they certainly done that now. I definitely don't think this is the end of it. It just depends on when. Because I'm not saying they won't do it. Unless it's not going to count major against the cap or whatever, they might make a few more moves. But I really believe the urge they're going to make moves is probably around the draft, whether it's trades or whatever. And like you said, probably to around about June 1st or whatever major moves are coming, they're probably going to come anytime right around the draft and after that till like I said, right about June and before training camp. I just don't think you're going to see any major moves right now. You may see some minor ones, but not major ones. Yeah, I don't know what if, if the the I think the only ones that qualify as major at yeah. this point would be Tannehill and Dupree, and that's you're yeah, not yeah, doing that yeah. before June one. So yeah, yeah. And, and 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 any other moves. I, I like for instance, I don't think we're going to trade them. But the only one trades that I would think we might get value of would be Derrick Henry or Kevin Byard. And maybe Jeffrey Simmons, but I got to feel like they're going to sign him long term. But I've said this, even if they're back, I do think that this is probably the last year for Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and Kevin Byard. I think those three, this could be their last year with the team. So um, we'll see what happens. I would, 
I don't know about Bayard. I'm not sure on that one. I need to think about that one a little bit more. Derrick Henry, unfortunately, I'm probably yeah. going to agree with you because yep. he'll be 30. And then yep. the big 3-0, yeah, yeah, we just yeah. know. Yep. I, I, well, I didn't say definitely, but I said it might be. But I would not be surprised if, if after this year he, he's not back. They they could decide to trade him or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm not saying it definitely will. I hope he retire as a tight. But, like, you know, this is a business. And, you know, things, things happen. But, like I said, because I think they would either, like I said, keep Derek here for, for this year or they could decide to trade. I don't know. I just – because I don't know about the inner workings of all this stuff. But I do believe this – Regardless of what happened, whether Ryan Taylor's back or not, I definitely think it is his last year with here. Something that we haven't brought up, Eric, is yeah. bussing with the boys. Taylor Lewan, they yeah. just dropped that today. Um, mm-hmm. He said that he felt like, look, if Taylor Lewan's saying it, he knows something, okay? He just didn't yeah. flip it. I don't yeah. know if you guys caught it. I know, Devlin, you've been listening. Justin, you've been listening. Did you anybody catch it? He bit. said um, I. he thinks that Ben Jones is going to get released. I'm like, oh. Well. Is that, is that yeah, really surprising? Well, I thought I mean, we're, he was well, going to well, retire. No, well, a lot of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, either one could happen, but I just think because of the injuries he's had and also concussion and stuff like that, I see him go. But, yeah, I, I definitely don't think he's back. I think he's been solid center for this team, but, I, yeah, I agree. I, I think he's gone too. Well, yeah, but Vrabel loves him. That's the yeah. reason I'm bringing it up. But he if, loves if, him. But if he won't retire, then what what are you going to do? I, that's why I'm I, saying that's yeah, what I, I took I, from it. Like, oh, I thought Ben I, Jones I, was going to retire. You can't let him, I guess you he's can't not. let him go back out there. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think they would release him because just everything he's dealt with. It's just I, I I just can't imagine coming back. I mean, I would love it, but I you know the main thing I think you have to think about is, is his health. But we'll see what happens. Guys, it's always good to talk to you. Y'all take care. And we'll Thank talk you. To you, too. you too. Yeah. Real quick before you move on with this. Listen, y'all. I know there's some people saying, Derrick Henry, I want him to retire as a Titan. You know, he'll be a Titan for life. Listen, Derrick Henry will always be a Tennessee Titan. Okay? You don't have to. He's got 8,300 yards for this football team. There, there's nothing anybody can do about it. They've got two guys who've got their likeness on the side of Nissan Stadium right now who both wore uniforms for other teams, Steve McNair and Eddie George. They are Titans forever, and Derrick Henry will be as well. Yep, I would agree with that. Let's go to Nolensville. Tony, you're up next. Welcome in. Good afternoon, guys, and just echoing off of Eric's stuff. You know, I said three weeks ago, I only think Tanny Hill and Henry Nim, they've got two years before they start imploding this team, and I do think that's going to happen. And I do want to – uh, uh, give thanks to Steve Lehman. He also echoed what I said about two or three weeks ago about these injuries and this continued injuries of one year, now the second year, and all these players use. You've got to take a look at the practice and philosophies of what you're doing from your hitting or non-hitting in practices to your strength and conditioning programs and to just your overall physical condition of these players and what's going on. And I'm glad he echoed that same statement. I think everybody is saying there's got to be something out there other than the turf. Well, you know, it's just got to be something other than the turf. And uh, one other thing is uh, last night, Vanderbilt, they can either, after that last night, and we've all saw it and y'all talked about it, I think, a little bit, but um, uh, they've either got – they're going to take one or two roads. 
either rebound from it, recover, and don't let that loss last night turn into another one on Saturday. Or feel sorry for yourself and and just continue to, you know, wonder what if, and then you're definitely going to have a bad situation on that. So, And last thing, uh, Darren, this is for you, buddy. I noticed in the XFL there is a team called the Guardians. Yes, I saw and, that too. And uh, I think it's the Orlando Guardians. And I got to thinking of you, which is harder was harder for you to really deal with. The Cleveland Indians, because you're a believer, the Cleveland Indians going to the name Guardians or that restaurant dropping those potato cakes that you love so much. Mm. Just thought I'd throw it out there, yeah. you, man. <laughs> Golly, Tony, you can't you can't come. That's hey, you you're have, spitting fire, you man. You have one minute. Go. How in the world could I possibly answer that hot question? That hot take question by you. Thank you for the call, as always. Uh, that's boy, that's a tie. It's a tie. It's a tie. Like there'll always be the Indians to me, even though I have to call them the Guardians now. Yeah, sure. And potato cakes. I have never stepped foot in that establishment. You won't even and call I won't it. until the they bring has been stricken. back potato cakes. Stricken from the record. You bring it back. A. Well, that's the name. I mean, it starts okay. with an All right, bring I'm it back. Right, them, I'm not calling it's them like, a bad word. Like, what happened? I'm okay. calling them. It starts with an A. Bring yes, potato cakes a. back. They're not going to do it's it. It's a tie, Tony. They're not going to do it. We'll come back. Hour number two next. ABC News, I'm Rena Roy. A key finding in the initial report by the NTSB investigating the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. NTSB Chair Jennifer Hamendi says a wheel bearing likely overheated before the derailment with two system alarms sounding before the critical alarm went off. She says the crew followed standard procedure. Was it too late? By the time they were notified of 253 degrees Fahrenheit, and is that something that should be set by the government? Uh, I will tell you that had there been a detector earlier, it would not have, that, that derailment may not have occurred. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg visited the site of the chemical spill and met with residents, vowing to hold Norfolk Southern accountable for cleanup. 25 states are impacted by winter storms, including bringing rare snowfall to parts of Southern California. More than 1,000 flights have been canceled today. This is ABC News. Big features, big ink, big savings. That's what you get when you buy an HP printer at Staples. Like the HP Smart Tank 7301. You can connect, work, and boost your productivity. The HP Smart Tank delivers seamless printing and quality color documents at a low cost. Plus, you get two years of ink right out of the box. And now, for a limited time, save $90 on the HP Smart Tank 7301 at Staples. For the best deals and a huge selection of HP printers, go to Staples. Offer good in-store and online. Ends 225. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio.
Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual Pie customer. As a small business, we're always looking for ways that we can offer the quality product and get some cost savings. Meet Michelle from J.J. Fister Distilling Company, a small business in California. When looking for workers' comp coverage tailored to the company's needs, she discovered Pie Insurance. We heard about Pie Insurance being geared for a small business, gave Pie a call, and ended up switching. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance? See how much you can save at IWantPie.com. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate, so your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. We saved about 30% off of our workers' comp insurance when we switched to Pie. It's as easy as Pie to get the savings you deserve. What are you waiting for? Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote in three minutes at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Drop me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour. It was gorgeous, gorgeous Thursday. It is. There is light outside. There is sunshine outside. Aaron Rodgers has completed his four-day darkness retreat. Yes. He sees the sunshine today. He has returned. He has come out and seen the light. Mm -hmm. And the light has told him that he's getting very close to making a final decision. Yes. About what? (laughs) I don't know. We're about to find out. Aaron Rodgers is going to play football again. Yes, he is. And and really, and you know, let me let me just say there's one reason alone that Aaron Rodgers is going to play football. Well, it's two numbers. A six and a zero. Listen, listen, that's great. But Followed e- by a bunch of zeros. Let me tell you something. Even if Aaron Rodgers played for $1.99, he was going to play this year. And let me tell you why. Does Aaron Rodgers strike you as a guy who thinks highly of himself? I think we know the answer to that. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Hall of Fame, is he not? Yes, first ballot. Who else retired this year that's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? TB12. Do you believe... That Aaron Rodgers wants to share his day of football immortality with Tom Brady. No, I do not. He's going to play. Okay. Well, that's two huge reasons. <laughs> 60 million, and he doesn't want to go into Canton with TB12. Okay. Because they're going to be first. They're both first ballot. They're both first ballot Hall of Famers. Can't get around it. Nope. it. It would be silly to say, oh, well, we're, we're going to wait for next year. No, 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 no. They're both first ballot guys. Yep. So. Yeah. Now, so I guess now the question is, what what is the final decision? Yeah, who does he play for? Who, where are you is, going, man? Yeah, where is he going? Like, it's over in Green Bay. Where are you going? He's go play somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Where are you going? Guaranteed. Kind of like Taylor Lewan, who was released yesterday by the Titans. And I mentioned that Bussin' with the Boys – did drop their latest episode. I think it was first thing this morning. And speaking of what's your decision, are you going to play? We've talked about it on this show. Mm-hmm. Good amount. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? What is he going to do? Here's a little bit on that front by Taylor Lewan. 
Yeah. What, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. What's the three? Uh, I want to stay close to Tennessee. I want to be in like the same region. So Atlanta. So Jacksonville, <laughs> Indianapolis, or Houston. Oh, oh you choices. want to stay in the division. <laughs> Jacksonville, what's up? Did you guys seem like you've been playing pretty well? Yeah. No, I don't want to. I will. Those are the three teams that are for sure knows. That and. For sure knows. I hang on now. No, I, I would not go play for an AFC South team. Three for 60. No. 20 million a year? What are we talking about, no. dude? Bro, I'll make that on the bus. I'm good. So you're going to say a few? I can't oh, let them know everything. But, but what I'm saying is we've told the team. you team and I'll say yes or no? Because I don't want to. Um, Atlanta. No. Because Jake Matthews is there. I respect Jake Matthews. I think his contract's come to an end. Yes, Atlanta. Dealers. Yeah. I was going to do a whole thing with Jersey Jerry, but. Eagles. No. Oh, yes. Vegas. Yes. No. Ooh, AZ. No. They just seem like, yes, the Saints. So, potential winners. I know the Bengals need a left tackle. Bengals. I know the Bengals need Bengals, a left tackle. Bengals, Cincinnati. I know the Bengals need a left tackle. Uh, so that's it? Okay. I um, This is my interpretation of that little mm-hmm. portion of Bussin' with the Boys episode. I don't think Taylor Wan's actually thought about playing that much because I don't know what you're supposed to gather from all that. Yes. I mean, no. I mean, yes. I, I mean, no. No. I mean, yes. No. Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, wait a minute. No, I will. No, that's a no, no, and no. I, well, I, it was like he was literally thinking about everything for the first time, which tells me he hadn't thought, thought about playing at all. He talked about rehabbing his knee and getting that better. And I'll just continue to say it. First of all, that. Three for 60. I mean, give me a break. Ain't nobody giving Taylor on $20 million a year. You'd be the biggest biggest fool ever as a general manager with his injury history mm-hmm. at his age mm-hmm. to give him $20 million per year. Give me a break. That is no chance. And I know they're just playing around, right? They're just yeah. they're having fun. Yeah. So that's not happening. Somebody's got to come with a real offer because I'll continue to say it. For all the people that keep throwing out there, well, hey, you know, I mean, somebody, you know, team team friendly deal, or you know, mm-hmm. at a at a discounted rate, you know, mm-hmm. he's gonna play for you know Groupon rates. No, <laughs> he's not gonna do that. He'll he'll just do busting with the boys, and he'll get opportunities with the TV networks. We already know all that. He knows that. Yeah, he's not coming back to put his body through all that. And the rigors that it takes week in and week out in the NFL that he's done for a decade, he ain't gonna do that for chump change. Probably when he's not. made his fortune, yeah, he's made his money. Yeah, he's made if he's bad. if he's been smart with it, he's good for the rest of his life. He's good. Yeah. So I don't know why people think he's going to be some hanger on when he's made a hundred million dollars and he's going to come back and play on the cheap. Somebody's going to have to knock his socks off. If somebody's willing to do that, then I think he will play. I don't believe anybody's willing to do that. So my guess is he'll be doing a podcast. And probably his agent will be talking to TV networks. If the Tennessee Titans 
were in the exact same situation as they were last year. And their best left tackle was Dennis Daly, who we all acknowledge had some struggles. Had some struggles. You're very nice on this beautiful day. We all acknowledge that Dennis Daly had the same way we acknowledged a few minutes ago that Aaron Rodgers thinks highly of himself. Does he not? Yes. Okay. So Dennis Daly had some struggles this past season at left tackle for the Tennessee Titans. You're so nice. So, (laughs) with that said... If the Tennessee Titans found themselves in that exact same situation this past year. Tire fire. Do you not think (laughs) that perhaps someone like Taylor Lewan would, um, a a healthy Taylor Lewan, be it rusty Taylor Lewan, would not appeal to a team in a desperate situation like the Titans were this past season at left tackle, at left tackle, if they thought there was a Taylor Lewan. And I say that because what I'm looking at, Darren, is the overall state of left tackledom going on in the National Football League right now. The Chicago Bears, my father's beloved Chicago Bears, if I'm not mistaken, they paid a guy who was 39 or 40 this past year, uh, Peters. You know, Jason like, Peters? Jason Peters. They yeah. paid him a lot of money. Hall of Fam- future Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. But clearly on the backside. The, oh, backside, the, dude. Exactly. Okay. He's walking up the 18th fairway. And they signed him to, I don't know how much the deal was, but they gave him some money. Yep. He didn't come in there for nothing because nope. he, too, has made his fortune. Mm-hmm. And they called him off the couch, and he came on in. I think because of the le- left tackle um, de- deficiency that is happening across the NFL right now, there is a good chance, I think, that somebody's going to call Terry Little One. Now, they're going to make him an offer. Now, is it going to be an offer he can't refuse? I don't know about that. But is somebody going to offer him way more than the veteran minimum right now? Yeah. Okay, so I agree with you. I do think he's going to get calls, plural. Yeah, several. His agent will get calls. Yeah. For sure. It's not like he's 39. He's not. Okay. But now I need to know from you, what, in your opinion, is the, is the floor? I was going to say the ceiling. What is the floor number, the lowest he'd be willing to go to suit back up and do it another year, in your opinion? Oh, the lowest he'd be willing to go out yes. there for? What is his floor number? Five or six million. Ooh. I think it's a, I think it's a little more than you that. You think it's more than that? I do. Okay. I'm gonna say eight. I think anything less eight than eight, million, he's right? like, I I ain't fooling with it. <laughs> if it's anything less than eight, I ain't fooling with it. Even that, if it's one year, eight mil. That's where you're somebody going. Somebody may do that. Somebody may. I don't know. It only takes one desperate team, right? Oh, yeah. And they're that's, always desperate for left tackles. It only takes one team yeah. to kind of feel like it here, okay? Yeah, but I just – again, my opinion, I don't believe he's getting off – he's getting out of the bus for five per. So, Jason Peters, by the way, played this past season. He was a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys paid him $1.8 million at yeah. age 39. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I'm sorry, age 41, excuse me. I was going to say, I thought he was over 40. Yeah, he's 41 years old, 19 years of experience in the National Football League. Um, Taylor Lewan, you know, and, and he hasn't had some of the injury history that Taylor Lewan has had. Um, but so 10 years ago. He's had his fair, he's been hurt. I mean, you play that long yeah. at that position. He's been hurt too. Yeah, because he left the Eagles, came back, yep. he signed a contract. He's yep. with the Eagles a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 
All I'm saying is He's this. a future Hall of Famer. He is a future Without Hall of Famer. Without a doubt. Without question. He's a future Hall of Famer. And I'm not throwing rocks at, the, at that future Hall of Famer at all. I'm just saying that I believe that there is a market out there because the, of the we've seen what's left over after Taylor Lewan. But you're it not gets rough. Fa- but you're not factoring in. I don't know Jason Peters. I don't know his personality. I don't know anything. I mean, I don't know anything about him personally. Yeah. You're not factoring in. The significance of this is here is a guy that already has plans for life after football. Sure. Even though he's made his money. But that isn't he going, has that already life started isn't going crafting anywhere. That life isn't going anywhere. His next profession. He can Agreed. go do that whenever he feels like. Agreed. He can't always play football. Agreed. But he's also, well, Jason and Jason Peterson has made his money too. Yes. I don't know. Some guys. $119 million. You have to drag him off the field. Some guys say, I, I'm not going to do this. Till they drag me off the field, right? Everybody's sure, different. Sure. Maybe Jason Peters is a hey, you gotta drag me off the field, man. As long as the phone rings, I'm answering it. Yeah. I just don't think Taylor Wan is that guy. I, I just don't think he is. It's, That's me personally. It's possible. I think he'll get an offer. Now, how big of an offer is it going to be? Is he gonna feel like going to that location and doing it? I don't know, but you know, I I know that he didn't want to end his career like this, and you know, I think Taylor Lewan's the kind of guy that rather end his career on his feet than on his knees. And you know, if he has a chance to go out there and play, I I think it could be enticing. Depending on who it is, where it is, and how it works, it could be enticing. Even if it's the middle of next year, because is Taylor Lewan going to go through a training camp somewhere? No, I don't think so. Uh, could he go out there and just hit it hard and, you know, week two in Los Angeles for the Chargers? All of a sudden, yeah. Yeah, good. Let's go to Clay. Clay, what's up? Hey, Darren. How are you? Great. Um, Justin, how are you? I'm fine, Clay. <laughs> no bio today. No, we're good, Clay. We're, gl- we're good. We were asking you to call in earlier on the show. We're good. We are having fun. Okay, I was not listening. <laughs> We're like, Clay, well, where probably, are you? <laughs> you, pro- <laughs> you probably know what the nature of my call is about. Um, and I'm going to have a calmer version of my comments on Pogie Show with you guys. I'm extremely disappointed in what happened in Baton Rouge last night. Mm. Um. And what bothers me about it, guys, is, you know, this game was more about Vanderbilt than it was about LSU. But anytime you're playing a team that's lost 13 in a row, that's, you know, can be a tough situation because, you know, they can come out and, you know, if they get their heads up, uh, you know they they want to beat somebody. They're they're tired of losing. And Vandy, according to everything I've been told, in this five game winning streak, had finally and they showed this on the broadcast last night when they showed Brockatology. Lenardi just said Vanderbilt was under consideration, so they had finally reached a point. Where they were on the radar. Yep, yep. Yes, Mm -hmm. where they're being looked at. Yep. And this is not, look, 
I'm, I'm a Carolina basketball fan, too. Don't know if I've ever told you that, Darren. I did not know that. But I've, I've, I've followed Carolina basketball, too, as well, since before Michael Jordan. They had a tall, white kid named Michael Corrin that was really good in the late 70s. And that's kind of when I became a Carolina fan. I love Coach Smith, learned a little bit about him, and I've followed him ever since. And But I'm, you know, Vanderbilt through and through at the end of the day because I'm a proud Nashvillian, and I'm anchored down, have been for over 50 years. But what bothers me, and I'm sorry to be long-winded, what bothers me is not so much what happened on the offensive end of the court, but what happened on the defensive end of the court. Lim Robbins, you know, had several blocks. You know, he pretty much did his thing. Lim, Lim Robbins is playing his way into making a lot of money, I think. And I'm happy for the kid. But I just didn't think our team competed hard. And I didn't think they were ready to play. Um, and in my opinion, Darren, Justin, you know, it's it's any head not, – not just Jerry Stackhouse, but it's any head coach's job that makes a lot of money to coach a power five, you know, conference team, you know, to have them ready to play. And I, and I feel strongly about that. And I didn't think we were ready to play. You guys comment? Yep. Uh, look, I thought uh, it was I'm, – I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I thought it was extremely, extremely disappointing. Basically, LSU led wire to wire. K.J. Williams was amazing. Last night, I don't care about like all people are like, oh, they were ripe for the pick, and LSU's been playing. They they keep fighting. They've been playing hard, and they were you know, they wanted to end this losing streak. I don't care about all that stuff. There's a reason why you've lost 13 in a row. You're not very good. You're you're an, you're okay. And I get it. It was in Baton Rouge, but look, when you are playing the way that they had been playing the last five games, and like you said, Clay, now you're on the radar. We've been talking about it on the show. Like, hey, LSU has got to be a win, right? We were going through the games. The one in Rupp Arena is going to be huge, but you should beat Florida here. They don't have their best player, okay? You should beat them here. And this look playing out the schedule, if you can win a game here at the SEC tournament, next thing you know, your resume is going to be really hard to keep you out of the tournament. Well, all that just got flushed down the toilet after last night. You just took yeah, and that, took three giant yeah. steps forward and then took two giant steps back. Yeah, and that's, that's what stinks, Darren. I mean, because as a passionate fan of Vanderbilt University, you know, I care about these kids. They're good kids. They come here to get an education. We go to school at Vanderbilt. Uh, we're, not, we're not having uh, not to – kind of take this another direction, but we're not having, you know, any uh, uh, lawyers involved about who's got a pistol and who doesn't. None of our kids do that. And that's that's one of the reasons why I'm a Vanderbilt fan is because the kind of kids that put that jersey on. And that's a privilege, not a right. Well, it's, they, a, it's a stinging loss, and they're going to have to recover, and we're going to see how they do it. Clay, appreciate the phone call as always. Thanks. Do they, you know, put their tuck their tails between their legs and they just kind of, they just kind of, um, 
wilt away after that loss, or do they stand back up, stick their chest out like after the Alabama embarrassing loss and start playing again? But I just – look, I just to me, there's no way to sugarcoat it. That's a bad loss. You ever play against somebody who can't miss? You ever play against somebody who's having the night of their life and there's nothing you can do about it? Well – you ever, you ever running? You ever, so I think we know the answer to that. KJ Williams went Super Saiyan last yeah, night. Yeah, he did. And then you know this is just what happens. So did Brandon the, Miller, by the way. Listen, <laughs> when guys do those things, and you know you can try as hard as you can, and then they're just doing the thing. They're playing defense. They're hitting the shots. They're doing. I mean, there's sometimes it, it just is what it is. I know it's just, and it's frustrating. It's incredibly disappointing because. It is. I thought Clay said it best, is they were finally on the radar. People were – we had been talking about them a ton. Yeah, After everybody left them on the side of the road as a dead carcass Mm -hmm. after the Alabama game. Yeah. And you get all this, you know, love and this resurgence, and they had a great crowd against Auburn, and all that goes poof against a bad LSU team. That's what stinks. Yeah. That's the part that stinks. Um. All right, we got. We need to get. We need to get back. Uh, yeah. We need to take a break. We need to go to San Jose, Adam. Uh, if you call afterwards, we'll we'll sneak you in here, man. But we got to catch up with Emma Lingen on the other side. Preds are out in San Jose to take on the Sharks. We'll talk to her next here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February instant games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. 
to see how you can continue to make a difference. Visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Jacob the Electrician is on the air saluting the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts shall never go unnoticed. This proud salute is brought to you by Jacob the Electrician, providing quality service and pride. Give Jacob the Electrician a call today at 615-582-3452. That's 615-582-3542. Jacob the Electrician, on the air saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Let's make our way out to San Jose. The Preds have tonight. Get a little nap in. Preds and Sharks at 9.30 puck drop. Woo! Right. I know. I've done those post games at 1.30 and 2 o'clock in the morning, Oh, Justin. yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting to that age, you know, yeah. where that's not, that's not fun to do post game yeah. at one thirty in the morning. Nashville sounds, you know, PCL days. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who was here? Okay, no, I know. You know who doesn't have to worry about it? Our next guest. <laughs> no. She's young and vibrant. <laughs> she doesn't care about the time. Emma Lingen, Preds beat writer, out in San Jose. Preds and Sharks tonight. Preds on the road for the next two. And uh, actually, they're going to go away for. They're going to come home play Pittsburgh, and they're going to go away for a while. Of course, the SEC tournament. Will be at Bit, uh, Bridgestone Arena. Emma, yes. what's going on? Not much. Although I've, I've got to thank you for the uh, for the young and vibrant comment because I certainly haven't been feeling like it. This time change is messing with me too. Oh, it's real. I mean, people that don't understand time, like it's real. Like you go out of the West Coast and you're on Pacific time, it messes with you. There's no doubt about it. Uh, in fact, uh, what's the temperature? I know Northern California uh, can get chilly. It can get very chilly, believe it or not. What? But I think San Jose is a little bit out of the zone. They have warmer temps than I think San Francisco and Oakland. But what is the temperature today? It's not to brag. It's 83 here today, Emma. I was going to say, I know there's a reason you're asking me yeah. that. So you you yeah. could gloat a little bit. Because a little bit. it's definitely warmer in Nashville. It's, uh, I think it's got up into the 40s today Ooh. so Ooh. it's uh, definitely chilly <laughs> Ooh. okay well I'm, this is this is a time where i'm glad that you know we're at home and we're not out on the <laughs> west coast so preds get a much needed victory man that was hairy on tuesday night um you know giving up the two goals and the just over a minute left in the game but they get the shootout win but unfortunately with those two points and that win, it does come at a loss because we've learned a lot, even more today, of the status of Ryan Johansson. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Joey is going to be out for an estimated 12 weeks. He did have surgery yesterday on his right leg. So he is going to be missing some time here. And, you know, we all feel terrible for him. And, and I know he really wants to be here with us. 
uh, right now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. And I think that he's, you know, not only on the ice, but off the ice, he's, he's a voice in the locker room that I know the guys are really going to miss. Um, but at the same time, if you want to, you know, try to look at it in a different light, it's now people realize, you know, they had to do it with Philip Forsberg being out. And now with Joey being out too, just guys have to step up. And I think there's that increased sense of urgency here. And, um, so hopefully, hopefully we'll see that tonight. Have they been specific on, I know a lot of stuff's been floated out there, but he had surgery on his foot, right? But it looked like he got, what, cut by a blade against Vancouver, which is always scary, by the way, very scary. Yeah, it was, um, so unfortunately, you know, it was one of those where it was not a big or a really big gash or big cut, but it was just at a really, really unfortunate spot. Um, It looked like it was, I think it was Quinn Hughes' uh, skate blade that kind of hit him on the back of the leg there. And so he, uh, they stitched him up uh, on Tuesday night and then he went and had the surgery yesterday. Mm. Uh, I've seen players get cut. And Justin, I don't know if you remember incidents like this players get cut when they're fallen down by a blade around their neck. You talking about yeah. scary stuff? Yeah. Whew, I've seen it happen and it is that is scary stuff whenever a guy gets cut around his neck area from a blade. Whew. Well, we wish uh obviously nothing but the best for Ryan Johansson that's tough that he's going to be out for for up to 12 weeks and it looks like I guess his season is over, right? I mean, they haven't really officially said that, but his regular season is over. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll say even after everything I've heard and, and seen with his injury, I was surprised to hear 12 weeks, honestly. Mm, I thought okay. it might even be longer than that. So, wow. um, you know, I know that he'll be he'll be on the mend soon, and, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll be back skating, you know, sooner rather than later. I know players come back and they're skating, maybe not necessarily skating with the team, but skating – on their own, I've heard uh, Forsberg and Carrier. How close are they? And do you know if they're close to getting some of these guys back? Uh, they are close. Uh, as far as how close, I you know I, I can't really say. But I know that you know after talking to the trainers, talking to Coach Hines, that um, both Phil and Alex have been making really good progress and moving in the right direction with their respective injuries. And they have been skating. Um, as far as, you know, whether we'll see them in the lineup tonight, I would say very unlikely, but they are, they, they are making progress and they're definitely, you know, we should be seeing them pretty soon. Tomasino got a goal. Look like, looks like he's been getting better with every game. What, what has John Hines said about the play of Philip Tomasino, who has been obviously a guy that played all last year here has been in Milwaukee all year. The fans have been clamoring for him to come back, and he's been back in the lineup. How, how would you assess his play to this point? Well, I think it's been good. You know, I think that he obviously, like you said, he, he has the experience. He spent most of last season up in the NHL, and despite not making the team out of training camp this year, you know, I think that gave him a good opportunity to go – 
down to Milwaukee and, and, you know, get those kind of top six minutes that he probably wouldn't have gotten with Nashville if he had made the team out of training camp. So it was good to kind of get him those reps there and get him that experience. And, you know, like with anything, I think coming up, he came up, you know, it was a, a tough time, you know, as a team that needed some wins and, you know, had just their top scorer had just gone down in Philip Forsberg. And so, it's, you know, definitely not an easy situation that he came into, but I think he's handled it very, very well. And you can just see as he's getting more comfortable, not only in, you know, he's putting points up now, but just in the, the way he looks, his poise, his composure, um, you know, the way that he looked, he got, obviously he scored his goal on the power play. That's some, that's an area where he can really contribute. And then he also had, a significant amount of ice time in the in the three on three overtime against Vancouver too. So that's definitely he's a valuable player and I think with the the more experience he gets it's only his value is only going to go up. Kiefer Sherwood was one of those camp stories that we hear about all the time that actually made the trek out to Switzerland and started the regular season in Prague, uh, had production in those two games against the San Jose Sharks that they're facing tonight. He's been recalled from Milwaukee. Um, you know, what 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 is the plan for you think Kiefer Sherwood? Is he going to be in the lineup tonight? He will be in the lineup tonight. I can confirm that as far as where in the lineup and how exactly the line combinations are going to change with Johansson being out. I I don't know for sure yet. There are probably some game time decisions to be made there. Um, but Kiefer has, you know, he really has kind of been on a tear in Milwaukee recently. I think he's had seven goals and five assists, I believe, in his last ten games. So he's really been on a hot streak. And like you said, he actually he scored the Predators' first goal of the season um, in Prague against the Sharks. And so it's a, it's a good thing for him you know he's familiar with the team with the strategy and and obviously he's going to be facing a Sharks team that he's already seen twice so that's you know that's all helpful but as far as where exactly he'll slot in and and which lines will get moved around you know unfortunately I don't have any additional specifics on that just yet. Emma, I want to take you back even before, uh, you know, the, the game uh, the other night against Vancouver, back to the game against, uh, unfortunately, Boston, uh, which has a lot, of, which had a lot of people buzzing at the time after the uh, 5 nothing shutout. A lot of people frustrated, a lot of people uh, voice frustration after that game. Predators able to rebound a little bit, go down to uh, take on Florida, took care of business, then, you know, against Vancouver. Do you think the Boston game could have been some type of turning point, wake-up call, you know, nudge for the team, like you know, frustration to the, a level that we haven't seen? Like, guys, this, this really is not going to cut it. Yeah, I think you almost have to look at it that way. You know, if, if you're the players, you, you really have two options. You either let it defeat you or you just, you know, you take it, like you said, and use it as – fuel to your fire and I think it was I talked to Matt Duchesne after that game and and he said something to the effect of you know this could be the best thing that could happen to us at Mm. this point is that it really does kind of give us that kick in the pants to be like all right we 
you know, this this is not – you can't win. You can't win games in this league when you play like this. And we're at a point in the season where, I mean, every win always counts, but sure. especially now when they're, when they're really in a, a dogfight for a playoff spot here, it's, you know, they matter even more. So I think – like you said, I think that the guys definitely took that to heart and, and they've talked about it and um, you're you're seeing it even even in the, the Minnesota game, obviously they didn't win but mm-hmm. and it was a real heartbreaker of a loss too, the way that it ended, but you see a team that was able to come back from a deficit and that was something that, you know, traditionally this season has not been their strong suit. They were able to come back. They were able to tie it in the last minute. I think everyone, myself included, thought it was going to go to overtime and mm-hmm. that we would at least get a point out of it. Um, and it's just unfortunate that they scored, that Minnesota scored in the final seconds there because, and, and even, you know, if you look at it and if you just from talking to the coaches about it too, it really, that's hockey sometimes. I mean, you hate <laughs> to, to oversimplify it like that, but. Sometimes that's just that's the way she goes, and you know yeah. it was just a really unlucky bounce. Um, it wasn't a blown assignment. It wasn't like anyone wasn't doing their job or wasn't where they should be. It's just every once in a while you just end up on the wrong side of of bounces like that. So, um, but I think you know it's obviously the the result was heartbreaking but if you look at the overall game and and the way that this team battled uh to get to that point i think you can see that that you know losing in the fashion they did against boston really kind of lit a fire under them so emma very quickly who does this uh the the loss of phil forsberg we're hoping he'll be back you know relatively soon but who does this open up a door for who is getting more playing time more opportunities um, because uh, he is not there. Well, I think you've seen a couple. We talked about Tomasino already. He was kind of the corresponding move there when when Philip went down. But another guy that I would pay particular attention to is Yuso Parsonen. Um, hmm. They obviously this is his rookie season. He's come in, done very well, played all throughout the lineup. Uh, recently, he's been getting some opportunities at the wing too, which. He started as a center, and that's his his traditional position. But I think that, you know, we've seen him not only get time on the wing, but actually excel there. He had two points in the last game, and he's he's really been thriving in that position. So I would say with a key winger being out in Philip Forsberg, I would pay particular attention to Yuso Parsonen and as he's getting more – responsibility there and and seems to be doing really well with it justin you know how we've talked about meat hooks yeah yeah, so hands, got a, yeah. he's got big hands big hands firm handshake very mm-hmm. firm handshake okay yeah good to know especially for a, a young man like him but big guy okay big guy but he uh he you, he's like ah, ow, okay okay yeah. nice meeting i get you. it i get it emma good stuff enjoy the game tonight let's see if they can keep this thing rolling these are two really gettable games with san jose and arizona on this road trip before coming out to close, coming back home to close out the month against the Penguins. Penguins. So we'll see if they can uh, keep this rolling along. Thanks for doing this, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you, thank you guys. Emma Lincoln, Preds beat writer out in San Jose. Preds and Sharks tonight. They'll drop the puck at nine thirty this evening. We'll come back six one five eight four four 
5600. More of the McFarland Show next. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin B. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. When you picked up your first girl in college or at the bar, what do you do for every girl you meet after that? You do the same thing. You're just like, this works. So Vrabel, he's like, well, we just have to keep trying to get back to this. So it, it makes sense to me. That's why every time you go up to a girl's bar, you're just like, please, please, <laughs> please, please. It just worked that one the time. Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> The McFarland Show. Video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare studio. Both donning the blue shirts today. Yes, we are. We didn't color coordinate for show purposes. No. We just did it. 
We just both were feeling yeah. like blue today. Like the like the color of the sky. Yeah. It's sunny and blue. There we go. And my eyes, of course. Of course. Not mine, but yours. Absolutely. Can everybody see? I don't. I, I, Can everybody I, see? I, I guess so. Look. If you're watching, look. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about A.J. Brown making an appearance on The Raw Room. Now. Yeah. We've also talked about you have to put it a little work with that because, um, you know, it's a podcast and they yeah. are um, just comfortable. Yeah. And they're just being themselves and they're saying a lot of things we can't say on the radio. Yeah. It happens. So it, it happens. We uh, had all to the time. Uh, edit, it, uh, edit it down a little bit, and chop it a little bit, make, yeah. clean it up, make sure it's a uh, friend, uh, you know, family friendly for everybody. Uh, so what we're going to hear right now is former Titans wide receiver uh, A.J. Brown, of course now with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he's talking about his relationship with Mike Vrabel and why he was so upset with Mike Vrabel after this trade happened. Now keep in mind, Mike Vrabel went on a nationally syndicated sports program and promised that as long as he was the head football coach that A.J. Brown wasn't going anywhere. And A.J. Brown actually took that to heart. He said that he and Coach Rabel had a very, very close relationship. Here is A.J. Brown on the Raw Room talking about his relationship with Coach Rabel. That shoot for a while, bro. I was, I was mad at Rabel. Yeah. I was like pissed. Pissed well, at Rabel, bro. I'm like, supposed to let that happen. No. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know too much about my life. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. helped me get through the dark times. And then it's just like. You know what I'm saying? He, we all we all talked about it. Like, you know, you want to help me feed my family, check out my family. Right. You knew that, and you know what I was working for. So I'm like, uh, like why, like why you let it happen? Yeah. I feel like sometimes though, he's a guy, his hand was tied behind his back so, in this situation. But 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 it took me some time to like really understand. Right, right, right. To to and it took me some time to mature that he did what he wanted me to do. Like he helped me do what I wanted to do. It was mm-hmm. take care of my family, regardless if it was in Tennessee, it happened in Philadelphia. Right. And so it took me some time to like really like grow up and like learn like this is a a business. Cause right. I'm not saying I was untouchable, not even thinking thinking I was untouchable because nobody's untouchable, but just like and I felt like I did enough work here to, you know what I'm saying? Right. Play just I really gave him like a, a whole state. mouth. Like I gave him a whole mouth. Look, I want to take a little three, three, three year deal, come back and take a two year deal. Call it a day. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, already, I'm, I'm that transparent yeah, with Ray. Right, yeah, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, listen, yeah. I don't even got to be wide receiver one when I when I come back up. Yeah. Now, I, I transition to two, like, because yeah. I'm on my way out at that point. So yeah. I'm that transparent with him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we got so close. Like, he do by my family. I go over his man house, my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm close with his family, his his son and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so I was upset at him. You know, I was I was a little upset at him. I don't think he knew that, but he probably did. He probably, he probably didn't care. So there's A.J. Brown uh, talking about his relationship with Mike Vrabel. And, and, you know, Darren, what jumps out to me in that comment, yes, of course, the relationship that they had, but the fact that A.J. Brown was thinking he's got about five years left. He said, I'll play, you know, three years, and I'll come back and sign another two years, then I'm gone. So he, was, he had a whole exit strategy for football already that is set to go for him as far as he thinks he's going to be productive. And I think sometimes we think these guys are going to play forever. And I find it interesting that A.J. Brown, and rightfully so, the game is rough. He is already thinking about how he can get out, get out of the National Football League. 
Um, and so th- that part of the clip I found very, very interesting. And the fact that he had his feelings hurt, that Mike Vrabel didn't do everything. And, and listen, again, we do not know what Mike Vrabel said, who he talked to. Did he stand on a table? Was he not talking to people for a little while? We don't know any of that. We just know what we've you know seen on the clips, and we now know what A.J. Brown thinks about the situation. What I think is interesting is so many athletes, and I, I understand what's going on today. It's so lucrative, right? They're making more money than they've ever, ever made. Yeah. The, the salaries keep going up. The cap keeps going up. TV contracts keep going up. Everybody is making money hand over fist. And so I do understand it. I, what I do, do that I do think is concerning to me. Some can handle it, and some are just fine. But like Jake Locker clearly was just oh, fine. He was good. Going right off the field and right into the woods, into a deer stand, never to be heard from again. Yep. Okay. And he didn't care about a limelight. He had he backup offers. Come here, be yeah, a backup. He nope. He I'm good. Any interest at all. Okay. And he barely played in the league. But he got was on that old CBA and he got tons of money. Yep. And, you know, so be it. But AJ's not wired like that. There's a reason why AJ is very prominent on social media. He does need to grow up. He has been very immature. If you're going to be on social media and you're going to be famous, you have to be able to handle what comes at you. But he does like the limelight. He he like a lot of players, they love the praise. They love the love, right? Mm-hmm. They love all that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, heck, that's fine. Who doesn't? I, I do too. I, I hope you do too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, who, it's who, good. Who's frowning upon that? Yeah, it's nice. But what happens is when they get out of the game, and this is the part that's really scary, and I'm glad that we're talking about it more in 2023. A lot of these guys just don't know how to handle it. Like they all, like they all think, you know, yeah, I, like I'm not gonna play this. I'm not gonna let my body. I'm not gonna look like those old timers yeah. when I, you walk up on them, and those dudes can't even walk down the hall. There is a lot. It's scary, There's right? A lot of. Like those guys played in a athletes. rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. That anything goes. Yeah. Back in that league. Yeah. Back when the league was like that. Yeah. The point of this is, I don't know if AJ Brown is going to be equipped to handle, and I think he needs to think about this stuff. And I don't know who can get through to him and tell him this thing. Of you know, when the crowd isn't there, when the love isn't there, and you get all, you can't replicate what they do on Sundays in normal life. Like you get one shot at it. Oh, no. When you play, that's it. That there's nothing you will ever do no. on this side yeah. that will ever no. compare to what goes on as a professional athlete. Yeah. Right? Which, which is why that a lot of thrill, guys they that, go to coaching just to be around just the game. to be around it. Yeah. And I do worry about him because I do think He's wrapped in that world, and that's fine. A lot of them are. But what is he going to do to be able to fulfill that when it's missing, when it's gone, right? Mm. But Because I think that's interesting that he's acting like, why would you think you only have five years left? You're, you're a wide receiver. Wide res- the game is geared for you not to get blown up like old older wide receivers used to. Yeah, You're a top-notch athlete. 
why would you're a bigger dude? You've got a yeah. bigger frame. Yeah. You can handle things. You're not some little tiny wide receiver, some little slot guy. Well, why doesn't he think he could last longer than three, maybe, four, five maybe years? He can last longer, but football is just a means to an end. And that's my point. Yeah. Like that all sounds good until it's gone. And then a lot of them don't know what to do. I've seen it. Yeah. Trust me. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you have too. Yes, sir. And they all think they've got it mapped out until it's all gone. Yeah. And it's not there anymore. And there is no more crowd. And there's no more. It's like the ones that crack me up, just being, you know, personally, just mm-hmm. talking out loud. Some of them, you know, it ticks me off whenever they played. They didn't want anything to do with the media. You know, media is the enemy. <laughs> didn't want it to ever talk. And then you get out. Yeah. Oh, oh, now, oh, now you want to get in the media? Oh, yeah. Oh, now you want to you want to get in the media? Oh, you yeah. want to be a part of the media now? Yeah. Really, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Really? Because when he had a cup of coffee here, he had no interest in talking to anybody. None. Not really. He had thing. nothing to say. Oh, now you want to be a studio guy? Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Isn't that something? You didn't want nothing to do with the media when it's, you played. The next now page. you want to be in the media. It's the next paycheck, man. huh? Next paycheck. Wow. Okay. That one's the one that's always cracked me up. And by the way, I'm just picking on him. There's a whole bunch of them that have done that over the All years. Right. You know, like they're just not interested in anything. And then when they get done, they're like, hey, you know what? Well, what's media stuff here? Oh, oh, you want to come over on this side? I thought we were the enemy. You want to be a part of the enemy now? So I, I don't know what we got out of that. Okay. I mean, well, yeah, he's – he was close with Vrabel, but you know, I mean, we already knew that. Tell you but what. he just—he's just now figuring out it's a business, really, AJ. Like you didn't know that before, Devlin. If you can pull up draft night for us, AJ Brown. Uh, of course, uh, the night of the draft uh, is when the whole trade went down, and he was waiting patiently to see if this would actually happen or not, because there had been a lot of chatter. And, you know, his people had come to him and said, you know, listen, the Eagles sound serious. And this is how it went down, according to A.J. Brown. After that first after that first pick, we, we picked Jordan Davis, um, first pick or whatever. He get on the phone, he, he give me the numbers. He like, bro, what you want to do? And I was like, bro, you know, I want to be in Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, A.J., I'm like, Tennessee not moving. Like, they not even budging. Like, like, you told me to do a job. Like, I did the job. It's in front of you. Like, you'll be a fool not to take this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. So immediately get out of the phone, crying my eyes. I'm hurt. Yeah. I'm hurt. And then it's just a part of like, what I just accomplished, I ain't even like set in. Yeah. So I'm 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 more hurt than anything. And so I'm calling. I think I called probably Logan. Ain't up calling um calling Tannehill, but I called Lo- I think I called Logan first. So I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm out of there, bro. Like they traded me. They just traded me. Uh, I'm assuming the Logan could be Logan Ryan, hmm. who was uh, uh, on the Titans uh, football team a couple years ago. And from my understanding, Darren um, was a major mentor to a lot of the guys on really? that football team, even after his uh, his days playing days were over. Uh, so I, I don't know that to be certain. Well, it makes sense. I don't know that to be certain. What other Logan? I don't know who else. Logan be- Woodside. Oh. <laughs> he was a cor- 
That now that you said that, I don't I think can't. I don't think so. <laughs> but that's the other Logan I can think of huh. that you know could be somewhat related to this. So I'm just saying. So obviously we know who Tannehill is. Well, the reason I said that is because the first one I thought of was Logan Ryan, but I'm like, but would he be that close to a guy on the other side of the ball as well, opposed not? to a guy that is on now that you say Logan Woodside, he didn't even pop in my head. <laughs> but I mean he was a quarterback, so he was throwing to AJ Brown in practice. I, I don't think he is Logan Woodside. I mean it I could be wrong. But it, to the that clip. Okay. I do believe him. I, I do believe that he was that emotional and it goes back to what he said before. You know why I believe he was that emotional and that raw? Because I do think he was naive to the business. Mm. I don't think he really thought that could ever tr- – that's why he stuck his chest out. That's why he dug in. I don't think he really believed it would ever, yeah. come ever to come to what it, it came to. Yeah. And I do think he was shocked. Yeah. I think that was probably a growing up moment for him. Like, dang, that they'll trade me? Yeah. Really? Bruh. <laughs> Listen, and, and and this is where they've stu- the the players of today have studied certain parts of history, but they haven't studied all of it. Mm-mm. Okay, <laughs> because listen, everybody, they've got Steve McNair's likeness over there on Nissan Stadium, and it's as long as the stadium is. You know, uh, as far as length is concerned, but they locked that man out of the facility. Okay, yes, they did. They locked that man. Out of the facility. They told Steve McNair, the best quarterback this franchise, the Titans franchise has ever seen, you are not welcomed in this facility. If they will do that to number nine, yes, sir. Yes, sir, they will trade you. Because this organization has been around for 60 years. And you are not bigger than the organization. So they, they got to they learn that. Because the organization go keep being here. You you don't have to be. You're yeah. optional. If AJ was asked about what was his welcome to the league moment, we all know his answer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that'll do it for our show today. We're going to run out here and jump in the pool. No, not really. No. But we're going to enjoy the weather. You enjoy the rest of your day. We'll finish up the week tomorrow with you starting at 2 o'clock. See you then.